Hey, welcome to Westside Church Podcast. We're so glad you've joined us today. Here at Westside, we're all about equipping believers to succeed in life and mature in Christ as they reach, win, and disciple others. In just a moment, you're going to hear an encouraging message. But before we get into it, if we can serve you in any way by helping you grow in your walk with God, we want to connect with you at wcspokane.com slash connect. Fill that out and someone from our team will reach out to you. Now let's get ready to study the word together. God is good, amen? Love seeing these kids up here. They're, they're learning, right? It's a new song, so they're figuring some stuff out. They were singing it, singing the words. Come on, it's important we teach our kids how to do this, amen? And parents, not just on Sundays. You can sing at home. Did you know that? It's better than Aretha, right? It's better than... Uh, Newsboys or what is it? New kids on the block? That's that's dating me. Who's out now? Who's out I'm not listening to now? <laughs> Where's my ACDC people? They know what I'm talking about. Thank you, Lord. All right. Come on. Worship is like important. Amen. It's something that gets on the inside of us. There should be a song in our heart. Amen. We should just shock our kids once in a while and just start singing something like, what is the matter with dad? something happened to his medication. Let's check it. But you know what? There should be a song in our heart because God's got good stuff for us. Is that true? Man, is it true. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, if you hadn't figured out, our candle is lit from a week of spending time with a bunch of spirit-filled, loving Jesus folks. I'm telling you what, God is good. And one thing that he impressed upon us um, to, uh, you know, in all the, all the sessions the Holy Spirit oppressed upon us is to make sure that we, we give place to the Holy Spirit. We let him move. We let him work. Amen? The Holy Spirit's work in the church is to be a blessing to us. It's for the benefit of us all. Did you know that? And so for some reason, the church thought it would be a good idea to get rid of the move of the Holy Spirit. And that has been the, to the detriment of the church in the earth. Did you know that? And so um, thank God, right, for uh, the Spirit of God that doesn't give up on us. He's still hanging around. He still wants to move. He's, I mean, no matter what church it is this morning, meeting under the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit wants to show up. Now, he may not be get, given place, but I'm telling you, he wants to show up. And he will work any way that he can, when he can. But there's a lot more freedom for him to move when we make room for him. Now, speaking in tongues might be new to you guys. It is not new to me. This is 32 years in this stuff of being filled with the Spirit, speaking out, praying in other tongues. This is straight Bible. Can I tell you that? It's straight Bible. And the enemy has worked really hard to make people push it away because to their flesh, come on, this, this earth suit we live in, it's weird, it's goofy to them. But to the Spirit of God, to Christians, being baptized in the Holy Spirit is the most normal thing you can do. It's because what we're created to do. It's the first thing the church got in the beginning was the Holy Spirit showed up, filled them all full with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke in other tongues. And guess what? It wasn't a one-time event. They did it all through the book of Acts and into the epistles. And the Lord is talking about this. So I'm just, I'm just giving you some information so you understand. Don't let that part freak you out. Stick around. Stick around. Because there's so much more to learn and grow in. This is important. This is for the whole body of Christ. And the devil has done a good job of, of pushing it out of the church by making people uncomfortable with it. And sadly, 
he's tricked spiritual leaders into leaving it on the sidelines because they don't want to offend or they don't want to freak people out. I'm convinced people see a move of God, it will not freak them out. The Bible says it's a sign. This is a sign that they know God. This is a sign for us as believers. So it's not weird. It's not goofy. It's normal. Weird and goofy is when you don't know the Holy Spirit and you're Christian. That's weird. How do you not know the Holy Spirit and be born again? That's what you need to, you need to meet him. Let me introduce you to him. He's right here. <laughs> Amen? This is the first thing we saw in the Bible when Paul showed up and he found believers that love Jesus. They love Jesus. And he says, have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? And they're like, what's that? And he's like, who has been teaching you? Let me show you. So he showed them from the scripture. He said, this is what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is. And when you get it, you will pray out in other tongues. And they said, well, bring it on. If this is for us, let's have it. And he did. And over and over again, he prayed for them. And they, everybody he prayed for. Everybody he prayed for. Everybody say everybody. Everybody. Everybody he prayed for got filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke in other tongues. He bats a hundred. So this idea that it's just for a few is just a farce. It's a farce. It's for all of us to be filled with the Spirit of God and pray out. When you pray in other tongues, you are praying the mysteries of God. You're praying the perfect will of God in any situation. You unhook your brain from trying to pray it out the way you think it should go, and then you pray the perfect will of God. This is the genius of the Holy Spirit. Do you see that? So when we come up here and we're we're singing, we're singing in the Spirit. We're not giving a message or a tongue in the Spirit. We're just praying in our own language in a worship before the Lord so that as a group we can learn to hear what that sounds like and that we can do it together and collectively, right? Are you guys okay? This is just truth I'm telling you. That's all it is. If you'll listen to your heart, you'll know that's truth. That's right. I should have known that before. God's he's bearing witness with your spirit as I'm speaking. Amen? God wants to do something inside of you. And it's going to require us to be saturated with and full of the Holy Spirit. Yay? Yay. Thank you, Lord. Are you guys ready for some more this morning? I believe it's going to encourage you and challenge you. Uh, I hope I do that every week. Um, But I I just want to encourage you. I am so excited about what God's doing in our church and in our country. In our country. God's on the move. He's moving, amen? Man, I'm so excited about that. God is doing something in our country. Do you know it had to be this way? It had, it had to go down like this. Did you know that? The reason why is, and I'm just seeing this more and more clearly. I'm seeing it more and more clearly. Uh, when God makes a move, he never makes it on our time schedule. And you know what? If you listen to what the, what the prophetic was saying even before the election, God is not concerned about your timetables. He's not concerned about inauguration dates and election dates, and he's not concerned about any of that. He is doing what we have prayed for and asked for months and months and months. God, expose wicked and evil men and women. Expose evil and expose fraud. And I'm telling you, the enemy is bowing up super hard. And can I tell you, one of, I think one of the biggest reasons, one is the devil knows the end is near, right? So the Bible says when he knows the end is near, he's going to fight tooth and nail to scrap as many people with him to go to hell as possible. Our job is to frustrate him at every turn right? People he thought were on the highway to hell, and we were like, guess what? Jesus loves you. Why don't you serve him? He's a good God. He died for you. Oh, okay. And then they're off the train, and it just ticks him off. That's our job. Amen? So the enemy knows the time is short. Also, wicked bows its ugly head when we are in a, in a rampant, rampant pornography, 
sex, human, and human trafficking, sex trafficking, and pedophilia in our country. It's rampant. It's bad. And there are people in power that are involved in this that do not want to be found out. Do you understand that? I mean, this is why we are lying, cheating, and stealing to win elections. If they get found out, they are going to a very dark place. Amen? So there's a reason. There's a reason. And I'm telling you, God is still moving. He is answering our prayers. It will be exposed and it will be found out. The cheating and the fraud that happened in the election will be exposed and found out. And it will be laid to bear for the whole world to say, wow, that really happened? And we'll be like, yes. All the proof will be there. I'm telling you, all the proof will be there. Just stay focused and stand. Amen? You got to fight your flesh when it wants to just go, I thought it was going to go like this. And the disappointment and the discouragement, you got to grab yourself by the shirt, get yourself out of bed, and say, no, I will rejoice in the Lord my God. Amen? Amen. He is working. He did not forget us. He did not let these prayers go to waste. I'm telling you, evil will be exposed, and we will be shocked at the depths of which is exposed. Because it's in, it, there is no political party. It's all, it's all across the board. Are you guys okay? Yeah. We, uh, we, were on a, we were on a highway, a fast-moving train to uh, Marxism and socialism uh, under the Obama administration. And you can see it by all the policies. And the plan was, the plan was for Hillary to win that election and just finish the job. She was the mop-up. She was the cleanup crew. She was going to just... Take us all the way to we are totally reliant on government. If you don't think that was happening, you are not paying attention to what's going on. Their policies and what they have put into place prove it. So the world was shocked when Donald Trump put his foot in the door before it got closed. And that's, I'm telling you, that's all he was meant to do was keep the door of grace open for a season more for us so that we could regroup gather and get a backbone in the church so that we can go after the lost with a passion because we got apathetic. Yes? Hard times produce great men. Great men produce good times. Good times produce weak men. Weak men produce hard times. Right? This is the cycle. We've seen it in our country go over and over and over. I'm telling you, we've seen it. And we got lazy and apathetic because times were good. Right? Money was good. Jobs were good. You know, come on, we were, just, we were just walking it out, man. My retirement plan's doing good. And, and we forgot what our mission, what our call was, our, what our hope was in the earth, what we were supposed to do. We forgot. We got lazy. But God has given us a window of opportunity to strengthen ourselves and to say, God, we are with you no matter what it looks like. We are going after your plan and your purpose. We are with you. That's what God wants us to do. He needs us to be strong. And I have seen, you have seen, many prayers go out. I mean, praying like never before. Never before the church is waking up. Do you hear me? The church is waking up. And we're seeing it in all places. It's California. The church is waking up. You think California is long gone? The darker they got, the better shot they had at at producing and coming forth with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, people are getting saved by the thousands in California. Right? If you don't follow Mario Murillo Ministries on your Facebook page, you need to, you need to friend him and follow him. He is, he is absolutely a godly evangelist and is just producing fruit for the kingdom. He loves Jesus. And I'm telling you, he will speak truth into our lives. 
He will help us. It's, his, it's one of his callings as an evangelist to speak truth to the body of Christ. And he's seeing people get born again, people get out of wheelchairs, eyes pop open, that people that were blind, deaf ears pop open, cancer just eviscerated, gone. Can't, doctors can't find it. People getting born again, drug dealers throwing their stashes, big amounts of stashes on the altar and saying, I'm done with it. I'm done. I give it up. Come on, that's the, that is the move of God to, to do that. This is what we're called to as a church, is to show forth the goodness of God, the spirit of God, who's on the inside of us to the earth and say there is hope because they're hungry. Amen? So I promise you, God's working in our country right now. And we got to stand strong and stand firm and hold the line because God isn't doing it on our timeline. He's doing it on his. Yes? And we got to pray for our country. I mean, come on now, just the first two days of executive orders proved the agenda is evil. It proved it. Come on, we, re, we refunded abortion clinics around the globe. And there's a couple of government officials in Africa that went on record and said, yes, now we get money, we can open up these abortion clinics again that were closed. They're excited about it. This is not okay. Do you understand the difference? This is what we're facing. Boys get to compete with girls now. And shower in girls' locker rooms. Did you see that executive order? Day two, that came down the pipe. I'm telling you, this is where we're headed. So it's, it's an agenda that is meant to divide and conquer the family and break up the church. It's not right. Are you guys okay? Are you guys paying attention to this stuff? This is what we're facing. We got to get a backbone as a church and stand up for what is right. Absolute truth must speak. There is absolute truth. Did you know that? <laughs> professors have been teaching their habit that it's your truth. What? What does Oprah say? It's your truth. Just live your truth. That's not true. How can you live your truth? Truth is truth. Truth is truth. Thank you, Lord. We believe God. Amen? It was prophesied over this time that this decade would be a decade of difference. The decade we're in would be a decade of difference. And it would be this year, 2021, would be the year of the local church. That's us. Come on, we're going to see an explosion in the kingdom of God in the local church. Why? Because of us. Because God in us, that we have a hope, we have a calling, we have a purpose. We press toward the things of God and people notice the difference. Amen? This is what we are called to do, the local church. That means God wants to move in our lives, in our lives. He wants to move by his spirit. We're going to see gifts of the spirit in manifestation and operation in our lives. This is what we're called to be. This is what we're called to do. Yeah? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Second Chronicles 20, 20 says, Hear me, O Judah, you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. Come on, we gotta believe the people of God that are speaking truth in our lives. We gotta believe. It's, it's meant to undergird us, to give us faith. And if a timeline passes that we don't, we don't think it can go beyond that, then we don't understand standing at the Red Sea. We don't understand what the disciples looked faced when they looked at the cross and it was empty and Jesus was in the tomb. We don't understand. It looks like it's over, it's not over. Are you guys okay? Stay in faith. Keep your joy. Keep your, keep your resolve inside of you. God is moving. I'm telling you, he will not let the wicked rule forever. He will expose it. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Let me give you a little bit more hope out of Ezekiel, Ezekiel 37. You guys okay? Come on, this will help you. This will fire you up. Ezekiel. <clears throat> God is showing him something. 
He's trying to see what's going on, what's happening in the future. Ezekiel 37. And God speaks to Ezekiel and he says, prophesy. Prophesy. Ezekiel 37. Verse 1. Ezekiel 37, verse 1, The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. And he caused me to pass by them all around. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And indeed, they were very dry. So these are bones, and they're dry bones. They're not even fresh cut bones. They're dry. They've been there for a while. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And Ezekiel didn't have an answer, so he said, Oh, Lord God, you know. And again, he said to me, Prophesy to these bones. Preach, declare, speak the word of God. That's what prophesy means. He said, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live." Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And and as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over. But there was no breath in them. And he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied, and as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood up on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Come on, God can do stuff you can't even wrap your mind around. When it looks dead and gone and dry, God is raising up an army of men and women that will just say yes to God. Amen? He will not let it die. He is not going to let our country go to the grave. I'm telling you that we are the only country founded, founded for the express purpose of worshiping God. Come on, that's a big deal to God. That's a big deal. Now, the church needs to wake up and keep walking in that. We need to stand up for what is right. Amen? It's important that we do. It's important that we believe and pray like our life depends on it because it does. It does. We are prayers. If you're a Christian, if you say yes to Jesus, you are a prayer. It's in you. And that's the beauty, the gift of speaking in other tongues, praying in the Spirit. Because you can pray in the Spirit and your mind truly can be unhooked and you're still praying up out of your spirit. Now, there are times when you pray in the Spirit and your mind needs to be focused and needs to be engaged because he's dropping things in you that you need to meditate on and think about and be a focus-driven prayer. But you can also pray in the Spirit when you're doing other things. It's the beauty of what God has given us. It's wonderful. Praying in the Spirit, amen? So God's got life ahead of us. He has life ahead of us. Well, that should just make you smile every single day. He's got life ahead of us. Our future is bright. And I'm not just talking about heaven. I'm talking about in the earth while we're serving God, our future is bright. He's working. He's moving. He's doing something in us and through us. Yes? Righteousness will prevail. It will. It will. Thank you, Lord. So I want, I want us to be thinking about, <clears throat> as we're moving forward, how to empower our youth. How to empower the young ones. Culture 
is dictated by the youth of a generation. Did you know that? Because what they grasp, what they lay their hand to is, is what uh, helps define who they are. And as they grow and as they uh, mature into adults, they take that culture with them and then they deposit that into their kids. It's values and principles and ideology that they put in. So as youth people in the earth, great moves of God have started frequently with the young with the teens and the 20s that are trying to find their way in the world, trying to figure out uh, what they're supposed to do with the void that's in their life. The Jesus movement came out of college campuses. This is in the 70s. The Jesus movement came out of college campuses of people getting fired up for God. And there was a great move of the Spirit of God in that season. Healings and signs and wonders. I mean, stuff that some guys still don't even talk about. It's so amazing they don't even write it down. It's just, it's for them to share personally. There are just amazing testimonies that came out of this movement. People got filled with the Holy Ghost. They found out God loves them and God moved. He moved. And then it was like, like a wall was erected in that movement where it just, it just stopped. It just stopped. And Mario was relating the story. Mario Morello was, uh, wrote a book, and he was relaying the story of how, how, this, how this move was flowing. He was excited. This is it. This is the end time move. We're pumped. We're excited. He was relaying this, and then it stops, and he's like, God, what happened? It's like, it's like a door closed. What, what's going on? And he was frustrated, and then he basically told God, okay, if that's the way it's going to be, then I quit. I'm putting in my resignation. I'm done. And God told him, before you quit, go and pray. And he goes, I don't want to pray because I know what you're going to do. You're going to change me. You're going to make another promise to me. You're going you're to call me to fulfill something else. And I'm done. I'm frustrated. But he, but he listened. And he went and prayed. And he said, it was serious prayer. There was furniture that was tossed. I was upset. But God spoke to him. God spoke to him. And he said this, I will pour out my spirit on San Francisco and the world will look and wonder. Now Mario's really angry. He's like, what? That isn't possible. Have you seen what's going on? If that's true, I'm gonna need a definite sign right now that you're, what you just said to me is true. And the phone rings. The words no, no farther get out of his mouth. He could probably still grab a couple of them. And the phone rings. Have you ever had that happen where you're talking to the Lord and you say, Lord, I just need some confirmation. And the phone rings. You're like, hold on, not ready. <laughs> Let it ring a couple times. And he just stared at the phone and he finally got up the gumption to go over to it and pick it up. Guess who's on the other line? Bob Dylan, the folk singer. And he's like, what? What? He said, Mario, this is Bob Dylan calling. He said, I'm unable to register what is happening. What is the most famous folk singer in the world calling me on the phone for? Bob Dylan had met Christ, and he was going to do his first Christian concert in San Francisco. He knew it was going to be a volatile situation and wanted someone to intercede backstage while he performed. We talked a little more, and then, just as we were about to hang up, he asked me, Mario, did God tell you he was going to pour out his spirit on San Francisco? <laughs> Is this really Bob Dylan? No. 
losing my breath and about to faint, I said yes, to which he responded, well, Mario, he is going to pour out his spirit on San Francisco. Did I just hear Bob Dylan repeat the exact same words the Lord spoke to me moments before? I am once again branded by his promise. Even when it looks dark and bleak, God will speak to you and he will give you direction and help and hope. He will make you a promise. If you will fulfill it, if you will walk in it, God will move. And not just in your life, but in people around you and the county around you and the city around you and the state around you. He will move. But you know what? Sometimes it takes a little bit of volatile prayer when you're upset. Sometimes it just takes you getting away and spending some time with God so that he can speak to you. When you come to the end of your own words and when you're out of gas, you know what I mean? You just, okay, that's everything I got. And you finally get quiet and he says something to your heart and you know it's God. He wants to do that for you. For you. He wants to do that in your life. Speak to you directly. You have a call. You have a plan. You have a purpose. You have a ministry. You Come on, we got to believe it. There's something about that that'll just light your candle. Yeah? Joel 2.28 says this, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Come on. Men and women will prophesy. They will preach and speak the word of God to the masses. And many will get saved. I'm telling you, we got a job to do of lighting the fire under these youth because they're hungry. They are hungry. Snapchat and Instagram and anything else you can name is not filling the void. As a matter of fact, they've proven the more social media you partake in, the lonelier you feel. You got to get around people. And I realize I'm preaching to the choir because y'all showed up to church in the middle of a whatever they're calling this. Right? You're here. We got to get around people and see faces and smile so you can see teeth. I like to see teeth. I do. It's part of the interaction and understanding who we are. We have a job to do. And, and it is empowering our youth, right? Come on, you gotta know God for yourself. You can't fake it. Kids can read that a mile away. It stinks. They can smell it, right? You gotta know God for yourself. We gotta put something in them though. So I'm telling you, they will surprise you. Your teens, your youth will shock you what they are willing to do for the glory of God. It's a move of the spirit coming. I'm telling you, we're already, we're all, our toes are already in. We're already on the slippery, 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 clay-made slope. I mean, it's just a matter of seconds before we're just soaking wet. Because he's moving. He's working in the earth right now. He's stirring in people's hearts. They are not satisfied with the status quo. That God-shaped hole that's on the inside must be filled with God and God himself. And there's a hunger. And while we're frustrated that the education system has led us down and led many to what they thought was atheism, they were pushing atheism for decades, all it's done is expose how empty we truly are. And these kids, man, they like, I need to fill this with the Spirit. I need to fill this with God. God is this shape. Amen? 
The enemies of God have created a void in our, in our youth. Professors have removed God and unwittingly widened the gap that only Jesus can fill. <laughs> it's, so, it's so good when you look at it. It's so good. Psalm 119 says, It is time for you to act, O Lord. They're saying, Lord, it's time for you to act. For they have regarded your law as void. Boy, haven't they? Just discredited, belittled the word of God. Said it's fables. What a joke. This is the best document, the most historical document proven ever. Ever. I don't have time to go into that. They have regarded your law as void. And in Matthew 5, 6, Jesus said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. That is a great verse. That means you got people that are hungry for God and they don't know it because they're hungry for something, right? They're spending their time on something. <laughs> they are. What are they filling the void with? Television, extracurricular activities, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, Right? The old, the old standbys. That's what they're filling their voids with. And they know it doesn't work. They know it. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. That's his plan. Fill us full. Show us his righteousness. We're on the cusp of a great move of God. Are you ready? Come on now. Every week, ready? More and more and more and more. Mario tells another story about how he was going to do a meeting. And God, after, after he had this meeting with, or this phone call with Bob Dylan, they started doing crusades again. They started ministering and renting out theaters and they did not have money. God, he said, God, if you want me to do this and preach the gospel, if you want to be the evangelist you called me to do, you're going to have to provide it. Well, of course God's going to provide it. It's his call. If he's called you to something, he'll provide the resources to do it. You don't have to figure it out. You just got to listen and obey. Amen. Use your faith. That's why we believe. We believe in those things that we do not see and they will come to pass. Yes, that's what faith is. Believing something you can't see is true, regardless if you see it or not, until it shows up. So Mario's like, you gotta provide them. This costs money. You gotta provide the money. You gotta provide the space. You gotta make it happen. And God worked over and over, story after story of how God brought in resources and finances so they could rent auditoriums, rent arenas, and preach the gospel. And thousands of people gave their hearts to the Lord. And the same amount of people were, were healed and set free from bondages and drug addictions and wheelchairs and cancer and blindness. Listen, God is in the healing business. You know he hadn't forgotten how to do that? And so... He's in this, he's getting ready to do this meeting. They're four days away and he gets a phone call and, and they tell him, uh, you're, you're, you're $100,000 short on this payment for this auditorium. And if you don't come up with it, the meeting's off. They've advertised, they've set it up, they've done it all. And he's sitting in an outdoor cafe and the spirit of God just rose up in him. He's just, just fighting off being sad, being angry, being upset. And he said he just threw his head back and just started praying in tongues out loud. <laughs> and he said, you want to know how to clear out an outdoor cafe? <laughs> just go into hysterical praying in tongues out loud. He said people just got up and like, what is going on with this guy? We got to get, we got to move. I don't know what's happening. But he was just desperate. God, you got to do something. This meeting cannot fail. Lives hang in the balance, literally. And while he's praying in the spirit like this outside of this cafe, in the outdoor section of this cafe, Another businessman he had met six months before is in the cafe where he can't see him or hear him, and God prompts on his heart, you need to call Mario, he needs money. So he's like, 
Wow. He tells his wife, I got, I got to call Mario. And the, his business card, Mario's business card's in the glove box. So he gets up from his seat in the same restaurant, starts to walk to get the business card so he can call, call Mario. And here's Mario outside praying in tongues at the top of his voice in desperation. And he said, I don't dare open my eyes. I'm just praying, God, you got to do something right now. Lord, help me. And so he sits down across from him. And when Mario comes to himself and looks up, here's Joe Little, businessman, met six months ago. And Joe says, Mario, the Lord impressed on me that you need money. And he was like, <laughs> the Lord is right. <laughs> and he said, it was everything in me to not say how much I needed, to just let God work and let him do it, just kept my mouth shut. And he goes, so it's a big amount. And he goes, <laughs> and this is what he says. He says, would 100,000 do it? <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> The exact amount. God will move in your life. If you'll just say, God, I'll do whatever you wanted me to do. He'll move. He'll, he will, people will come find you in the restaurant you're sitting at, praying in other tongues, freaking everybody else out. God will show up. Because he wants to. He wants people saved more than you want people saved. He wants you to follow his plan more than you want to follow his plan. He wants you full of the spirit more than you do. He wants all these things for us. But we've got to make the choice. He will not make us. He will not force us. We are truly agents of free will. We have to step out and say, yes, God, everything that I am. We're in the season. We don't have time to waste anymore. That decade is gone. We played it all out, right? Now it's time to get busy. It's time to get to work. It's time to go after the things of God like never before. Our youth depend on us going after the things of God, being an example, because they're going to need us because they're still young in the Lord. They're still trying to figure these things out. They need some stability in their life so that when they have questions, they can come to their church family and say, what do I do about this, right? And the stable ones, come on now, that have been around for a while, that know who God is, can prophesy and speak into their lives and give them hope and expectation and confidence that God is in them and they can do what they're called to do. Yes, that's our job. Come on, the youth are gonna set this world on fire for God. I'm telling you what, and don't make no mistake, come on now, adults, come on, you have a job too, but the youth, man, they're the ones with the energy that carry the torch. They're the ones that are unashamed to put it out there and just say, this is who I am, and if you don't like it, come find me because I will make you like it, <laughs> right? They're just, they're fired up, I'm telling you. They're convincers. They like that arguer. Anybody got a teenager? They like that banter and that argue and that, come on, they're good at it. Let them go get it, amen? We must have the Holy Spirit. John 16 tells us so clearly. John 16, verse 13. However, when he, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth has come, he will guide you. Come on, say, that's me. He will guide you. Say, that's me. Come on, say it again. That's me. He will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come, and he will glorify me. For he will take of what is mine, this is Jesus talking, he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he, the Holy Spirit, will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Thank you, Lord. John 16, 8 says, and when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. That's what the Holy Spirit will do. He will convict the world of sin. He will show them righteousness and judgment. That's his job. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
William Booth said this. William Booth said, I consider the chief dangers which confront the coming century will be religion without the Holy Ghost. Wow. Christianity without Christ. Forgiveness without repentance. Salvation without regeneration. Politics without God. And heaven without hell. Come on, he's looking into the 19th century and said that. Do we face that or what? Come on, we have a job to prove to the world that God is real. He is on the throne. We cannot have a Christianity without Christ. We cannot have forgiveness without repentance. Repentance means to recognize you're doing wrong and turn away from it and not do it anymore. That's repentance. Cheap grace has been in the church for far too long. Just do what you want. God loves you. He'll forgive you. Do whatever. Whatever feels good. God's okay with it. Garbage. It's garbage. We're called to higher than that. We're called to higher than that. You got stuff God's talking to you about? You better listen because it's for your benefit. Amen? It is. Listen, put it out. Get rid of it. Whatever it takes, get rid of it. It's not supposed to be there. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Last couple of minutes. I just want to encourage you. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a chance If you have never made Jesus the Lord of your life, I'm going to give you that chance today. Do not miss that chance because he has laid out everything for you to walk with the Lord. He's he's made it accessible again to say yes to God and have a relationship with the Father. And we're going to do that. But after that, I'm going to make this available to you to come down and get prayed for if you want to be baptized and filled in the Holy Spirit. And And the reason why is because it's important. It's important. Being filled with the Spirit is important. There's three things that happen. You get born again, right? Born again, you give Jesus your life. You get baptized in water, and you get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Those three things happen for every single believer. And people stop at just salvation, or they stop at just being baptized in water. And there's one more. Baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in other tongues, praying out the perfect will of God for your life. It is for you. It's for every single member of the body of Christ. Every single one. All of us. All of us doing our part. Amen? So let me show you something real quick why that's important. And where it comes. Thank you, Jesus. In Acts chapter 2. In Acts chapter 2. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says they were waiting in the upper room. There's 120 of them. And then all of a sudden, there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. This is the very beginning. They heard a rushing mighty sound because the Holy Spirit was showing up for the first time. It was a big deal. When Jesus showed up for the first time, it was a big deal. There was a star, there were shepherds, there were wise men. Come on, it was a big deal, amen? When the Holy Spirit showed up, he made a show. But that's not how it goes every single time. Because we see in, in, uh, in uh, Acts chapter 10 that g- the Holy Spirit showed up to Cornelius' house and he was just excited that Peter showed up to preach to him the gospel. And while Peter was preaching, while he's still speaking, the Holy Spirit fell and they got filled with the Holy Spirit. 
Verse 44, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word, and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. They all got it. We see it again in chapter 19, where they spoke with tongues, and they all got it. They all got baptized and filled. Everyone that prayed, everyone that asked. Everyone. Everyone, amen? So then... Just to give a little more clarity, let's look at 1 Corinthians 14. This is important. Paul is talking about the gifts of the Spirit. He's talking about how they work in the church, how they work in your personal life. And he said in verse 1 of 14, he said, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. He says this, For he who speaks in, in a tongue does not speak unto men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. Tongues is not in your language. It's not something other people understand. When you prophesy, it is in the language. Part of what I'm doing right now is prophecy. It's not necessarily foretelling, saying something's coming. It's proclaiming the word of God. That's part of prophecy. That's what it is, right? You can understand me. Everybody can understand me? I'm talking about three million miles an hour, but you, can, you got it so far? When you pray in a tongue, you're speaking the mysteries of God. And he's saying you use both. You do both. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Well, why would that be a bad thing? Don't you need edification? You do. Your spirit needs it. Amen? He who prophesies edifies the church. Why? Because you can understand him. And then Paul says in verse 5, I wish you all spoke with tongues. Why? Because he's talking to a group just like this. And there are some that are like on the fence. I'm not sure. I've never heard of this. What do I do with that? And he said, I'm saying, I wish you all spoke with other tongues. You'll get your chance. But I'm telling you, it's for everybody. It's for everybody. It's for everybody. Yes? And then in 14, he says, For I, if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? He tells us, I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding. You use both. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the understanding. You use both. Otherwise, if you bless with the spirit, how he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen at your giving of thanks, since he does not understand what you are saying. For if you, you indeed give thanks well, you do, but others are not edified. And then he says, I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. What is he doing? Is he dangling something in front of us that you can't have? Saying, ha I do it more than you do. You can't have it. No, he's just saying, Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He needed to pray in the Spirit. He needed to be edified in himself to withstand the enemy coming against him, trying to stop him at every turn. He goes, I thank God I'm praying in the Holy Ghost this much. I thank God I'm praying in the Spirit this much. But he's not leaving it that you can't. He's just saying, step up, step out. Are you guys okay? This is important. This, we're in this season where there's just, we just don't have time for fluff anymore. We've got to go after it hard and fast and trust God to move in, on our behalf. Do you know that? So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to have you bow your heads and close your eyes, and I'm going to ask if anybody wants to be born again. And your response is, yes, yes, I do. I want Jesus, because why would I want anything else? And, and he will come, as a heart reply, he will come into your life, and he will make all things new. That's his promise to us. On the inside, you are going to be a brand new spirit fused with the living God. That's what he promises us. So we're going to take care of that first. And then after that, I'm going to invite you, if you want to be prayed for, to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and speak in other tongues. This is for you, the church. You're born again. You can pray out in the Spirit. I'm going to invite you to come down. We're going to pray for you. And God's going to flood inside of you, fill you full, and you'll pray in the Spirit. And it will be 
a great, great day for you. Because I'm telling you, it's the beginning of an awesome journey. You guys with me? So bow your heads and close your eyes. If you're here this morning, my intent, my plan is not to embarrass anyone. I want to give you a chance to make your heart right with God on your own. And so I do this this way, with heads bowed and eyes closed, nobody's looking around. You want to give your heart to Jesus. I'm going to ask you to do something, either look up and make eye contact with me or just slip your hand up so that I can see you because I need to know that you and I are praying this prayer together because we're all going to pray this prayer together to not, to not embarrass anyone. Now, here's the next step, though. When you say yes, then you have to tell somebody because that is the next step to proclaim and, and boldly declare Jesus is my Lord. So you're gonna have to tell somebody that because that's part of the process is you confessing Jesus as Lord to someone else. So you can get born again right here sitting in your seat with nobody else looking around. You can get born in your car, in your closet, on the top of a mountain, the bottom of a valley, scuba diving, you can get born again if you can get the words out. So if that's you this morning, if you want to say yes to Jesus, you wanna give your heart to him for the first time or you, uh, you want to recommit. You've given it to him, but you've walked away. You know you need to recommit. You know you need to re-up and say, yes, God, I want you. If that's you this morning, I just want you to make eye contact with me. I'm going to look around, slip your hand up, or make eye contact, and we're going to all pray this prayer together. So I'm going to give you a minute. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for joining us today. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, we want to chat with you and help you in your walk with God. We invite you to connect with us at wcspokane.com slash connect and someone from our team will be in touch with you. You can also hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any new content in the future. Thanks again for joining us and remember, Jesus is coming soon.